Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We're doing things a bit differently this week. We have ourselves a late mail show. So I'm joined by our US correspondent, Josh. How have you been, mate? Good, Dan. Thanks for, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Good to have you back, mate. Um, how's things been going over there in the US? Been catching up on all the, all the league, everything that's been happening fantasy-wise over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I've been doing my best. The time difference isn't ideal, but uh, making making the best best of it. So um, yeah, still keeping up to up to date, and yeah, hasn't been going too bad for me. How's your team going? Got any got any interesting tidbits? Um, I started pretty badly. I I'll be honest. I started <laughs> like in the thirty ish thousands, but I've been clawing my way back. So I've got a green arrow every week since then. And now getting back into some respectable territory and then hoping to kind of, I guess, make some ground up over the buys and uh, the the next rounds. Yeah, I think that's it. If you've if you've really struggled in the first like 10 to 15 rounds, it's really waiting for that round 13, round 17 buy in origin because there's there's plenty of opportunity if you've saved your trades enough to get to ground to gain rank there and get your ground back. Well, you made me nervous when you were talking about trades uh, and numbers of them last week, and I had to look. I'm getting dangerously close to that 20-ish mark, so yeah. I have to, have to play it close. Righto, let's uh, let's just talk a bit about the late mail for this week. Um, perfect week to start a late mail show when there's really not that much late mail to go on. Um, basically, the only real uh, changes from the team list uh, for the Sharks tonight... Uh, Graham is a possibility to return in the second row, which would push Teague Wilton back to the bench. So keep an eye on that one if you have Wilton uh, on your team. And also, Josh Jackson ruled out due to COVID. So for the for the Dogs game later this week, I think it's on the Saturday. Um, yeah, he'll be ruled out, which means that there's a free lock spot there for someone to snag um, in the Bulldogs lineup. So plenty more minutes, hopefully, for Max King off the bench for everyone that's still got him. Yeah, I think Max King's a, a big play this weekend with, Josh Jackson. I'm pretty sure Josh Jackson, he might have even played 80 minutes last week. So there's definitely some some minutes there in that pack. Yeah, and he was an interesting one because he was one that I was kind of keeping an eye on. Last year, he was an absolute must-have uh, in your side because he was just getting 80 minutes every week, scoring you know consistent 60s. Um, he looked like he was back to that. In the last two weeks, he's got he's had actually like really good scores. I think he had... A, a mid 60 score last week and then the week before that it was around the, the 50 mark so he was kind of getting back up to being that kind of keeper level middle that we know we knew him as so um unfortunate for him but if he comes back next week and he's getting 80 minutes again he might honestly be a buy so uh one to keep out for a bit of value there if he's a, an 80 minute middle for sure yeah uh excellent so um for this show, I guess I just want to kind of throw a few players at you because there's plenty of questions on the on the Instagram at Footy Brains Pod. Um, tons of people asking questions about certain players, wondering if they're buy, hold, sell. Uh, wanted to kind of pick your brain a bit, knowing that you are you're the king of our draft league. So um, kind of have to. Sorry, what was that? I missed that. Can you say that again? Well, mate, I mean you've won two two leagues in the last four years, so kind of have to pick your brain a bit about some players. Um, I'm not going to say it again. You can you can listen to it back on the, on Spotify if you want. Um, so I want to throw a couple of plays at you and just get your opinion on them. So starting at a few sure. kind of keepers that have fallen from grace a little. James Tedesco, thoughts? James Tedesco, yeah, I think he's a buy. If he's kind of a luxury buy, I think uh, his price has dropped a bit since the um, since the start of the season, 
But I think he is, at the end of the day, a long-term keeper and somebody that you want. Um, I wouldn't put him above, I guess, Heinz or Pappenhausen, I guess, in terms of emergency or needs to purchase. But you're, you're laughing, I think, if you've got Teddy, Pappy, um, Heinz, or if you've got the luxury to make that trade, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. He's down to like the 600K mark now. So he's he's kind of a, a, a good buy at this point. Anytime that Teddy comes back down to 600K or less, he's pretty much a buy straight away, I think. Sure. And looking at his score last week as well, he made 64 with like no tries, no try assists. Um, yeah. Looks like he's kind of working back into his work. And um, I think the Roosters also, as the season go on, are going to get better and that's going to improve his scores. So still touching on the Roosters then, what about Angus Crichton? He's one that I brought in last week, actually. Um, I thought he bottomed out and it was time. I think, especially watching that Warriors game, they were just feeding him so much ball close to the line. Um, and I was like, all right, he's due. He's coming. Like, And versing the Dragons, I thought this is his breakout week. Not to be, um, but I think he is a solid purchase. It's pretty much like as cheap as you're going to get him. Also... There's yeah, he's, possibility he's he doesn't. Day. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and if you had to say at the start of the season, Angus Crichton, 600K, playing 80 minutes on the edge for the Roosters, you would have been just like cheering for that. Yeah. Um, also, he might play around 13. I don't know if he's going to make Origin this year. There's a few other kind of blues back rowers that could get the nod ahead of him, like a Colin Matungi or someone like that might kind of take his spot in the team. So, there's a chance he plays that round 13 week as well, which would be huge. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point because there's so many back rowers for the Blues and Crichton hasn't really hit form yet this season. And knowing Fitler, he he kind of picks players on form, especially for Origin. Um, so yeah, he might not get selected just considering how many backs and middle forwards the the Blues have. Like I'm I'm pretty sure you know Cam Murray, Jake Trebojevic, all those guys, those lock kind of players. They'll they'll probably one of one or two of them will move to an edge. Um, probably Cam Murray because he's played a bit of edge. Um, and they'll have Isaiah Yo at lock, and you know they've got plenty of plenty of middles there to kind of move around. Um, if they need to for an edge, because yeah, Origin's tough, and generally they they pick big middle forwards. Um, on an edge most of the time. Yeah, I think he might he might be like the third or fourth in that pecking order, I think. He got Frizzell, um, and then probably Liam Martin is a close second. And he was in the side last year, I'm pretty sure, or yeah. like came off the bench. And then Colin Martini and Crichton might be like fighting over that last spot, potentially. Yeah, you just don't want him to be on a bench. That's uh, That'll hurt. That'll hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm moving a little bit away from the Roosters then. Uh, how do you see Tamalolo now? Tamalolo, what a guy. Um, I think he's a serious purchase as well. Also plays the round 13 buy and probably somebody that everyone's going to trade in in the next like month or so anyway um, with the 13 buy coming up. His minutes have come back up. Um, he's played over 60 minutes the last three weeks. Getting back to those 50-plus um, scores, He's offloading a little bit more as well, which is nice to see some like late offloads. So yeah, I think he's a serious purchase. Probably not wind up to like a Isaiah Yo or Papali'i level, but almost like a budget of one of those kind of like premium guns. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right there. He's a good buy now because he plays that round 13 buy, and then he's one you can upgrade around round 17 um, to one of those guns that are playing that round. So that's one to keep a keep an eye on because his his price rises are going up. I think his break evens around the 30 or the 40 mark this week. So um, yeah, most likely he'll hit that and keep going up in price. So if you can get him in sooner rather than later, that's good. For sure. I think that's pretty much it. There isn't too many others there in that kind of category. Yeah, I think there's a few cheapies as well. People have a lot of opinions about whether to pick up or not. Um, Tamari Martin, thoughts? Tamari Martin, I kind of wish, you know, hindsight would have been nice to get him over Taff. I went Taff last week. Um, I think he's a pretty good purchase if you're trying to downgrade. I guess the big question is obviously the job security. Yeah. Who knows what Kevy's going to do on any given week? Uh, there's Cobo there that you know is kind of tipped as a long-term fullback, I guess. But he had a pretty good game on the wing last week. Yeah. Um, the only other thing, I don't know. It's kind of nice buying into the uh, buying into the storyline of him. You got the <laughs> uh, you know coming back from the the long-term injury, so it's it's kind of one to watch and. He, he picked up a Dally M point last week, which I saw. And what was his score? Like early, early 40s or something yeah. like that? Yeah. I mean, so that's pretty good for a pullback in all base as well. I'm not sure if he got like a try assist or anything in there. Well, but. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. So his, his actual stats, there's no demerits at all, which is pretty interesting. But he has a try save in there. He has six tackle busts and an offload. So his base stats only equate to 22 points in terms of tackles and meters and even his meters are quite quite high as well so um that's why i'm kind of i'm a bit i'm not cold on him but i'm not thinking that he's a must-have at the same time because he only got a 43 yes it was his first game back obviously um but it's nothing nothing to write home about if that makes sense like there's plenty of attacking stats or you know bonus stats in there that he won't normally get week to week that's fair. If you had to pick somebody this week to start over him or Taff, who would you choose? I would choose Taff, probably. I think there's something, like I said it in the pod, there's something to be said about goal kicking, and Taff has the has the reins for goal kicking. So, obviously, they had a rough game against the Tigers. Watching that game was incredible. Yeah, it was grim. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he, he has the goal kicking. Yes, he has some demerits, but he generally gets involved in the play. Um a lot more, I would say, at the Rabbitohs. Okay, fair point. But yeah, I think yeah, it's it's just I I don't know how you play when you do it, but I I am always thinking about base stats in my players when <laughs> in, in classic anyway compared to draft. Classic, yeah. I'm probably the opposite, which is why you're probably beating me this this year, and I've done better historically in classic. But yeah, I think that's probably the right call to make going Taff over. Tamari Martin for this week, if you're left with that choice. Yeah, I think if you look at the matchups, Rabbitohs against the as against Manly actually, um, compared to Broncos against the Sharks tonight. So I would probably take Taff just because the Sharks are in ridiculous form at the moment. It's not a bad. He's not a bad option too, Tamari Martin. If you've got him as you could put him as your fifth reserve kind of thing, and if you've got a, a player that you can loop as, um, yeah. would be a bad option. Yeah, that's a good point. Looping, he's a good loop player this uh, this week, playing in that uh, tonight's game, the Thursday night game. 
another cheapie, or another couple of cheapies we'll go through. Um, Tass at the at the Rabbits, uh, filling in for Tane Milne, who's been suspended for that, uh, I think it was a high shot. So what do you think his longevity is looking like? I am not too positive on his longevity, if I'm honest. Um, I think they kind of switch off that back line a lot in the Rabbits. There's like a few people. Yeah, there's obviously Milne to come back. It wouldn't surprise me if next week Paulo was starting in the centers again. Um, he's cheap, and if you're looking to downgrade somebody and it's not a massive issue if they aren't playing in four or five weeks, um, if you haven't got any other like NPRs or anything like that, I don't think it's a bad play. But I prefer, if you had the option to do it, going a Tamari Martin or a Taff. I think. Yeah, instead. Or even a even a cooler as well at Manly. Even he's, a cooler, yeah. Yeah. Um, Harper's been dropped. There's no injury concerns there. So Harper was dropped for cooler into the centres. So that's that's a very interesting one. We'll see how he goes this week as well. Um, still very cheap as well. Like, he's played three or four games. He's had that one game where he scored, um, I think, a 30 when he started. Um, but since then, he's kind of been you know, not playing the whole game, came on for an injury at one point. So he's actually not too bad and has still still remained cheap considering he got a, a two in the first round and his break even went through the roof. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he's a decent pickup as well, Cooler. Sure. Yeah, so I've got. Yeah, you've got him as well? Yeah, I've got him. Yeah. Clogging up the emergencies at the moment. <laughs> yeah, basically the same. Hopefully, the thing, I saw him in the preseason, he scored that 100-meter try and ran it in, yeah. like, 10 seconds. I was like, okay, this guy needs to come in. Yeah, absolutely. Speed stuff. Um, <laughs> another cheapie is Will Smith, named at 5'8 for the Titans. Um, are we both in the same boat thinking he's a trap? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll back you up on that one. Will Smith, I'm not sure if you watched the Titans-Cowboys game, but in the first minute through one of the worst forward passes I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Um, so I think on principle, no way, can't come into the team. Yeah, and the likeliness that he plays the full game at 5'8", I don't think he'll play 80. Um, there's also the chance that Jaden Campbell comes back because he's still named amongst the reserves. So Jaden Campbell could come back in, Brimson moves to 5'8", and Will Smith move, moves back to the bench. So. Um, there's always the likeliness of reshuffles there and he probably won't be there for that long. So it's probably not worth picking him up at this point. I mean, he is 315k though. So quite, quite cheap. Um, if he does get, you know, some minutes there, he might not be too bad, but he needs to get, you know, three or four weeks worth of 50 plus minutes to be getting price rises, I think. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I don't think he's more than like a one or two week solution for them i guess i think they're just yeah. trying everything out at the moment honestly yeah they're struggling to be fair if he has like a game of 50 on the weekend um then maybe we can reevaluate and look at it next week but at the moment yeah it's a no for me yeah he's a uh, actually looking at him a bit more closely he does have a break even of 17 so it's not not super high he'll probably hit that but it's just yeah you're right he's not going to be there Week to week, that's the thing. He's going to be on the bench coming on for Aaron Clark most of the time, so doesn't have a ton of cash to make, I don't think. Yeah, was it... I can't remember if I saw this correct, but I think Tanner Boyd might be on the bench as well. So I guess there's a chance, because he's, I think, a half 
traditionally. Maybe he comes into half and then Will Smith goes, or go, who knows? Yeah. I guess just wait and see. Yeah, probably give it a week. Um, if you're risky, you can you can t- make that play. But yeah, it's a big risk. Uh, okay, moving on to some of the, the middle-priced players now. And there's plenty of questions about these guys. Um, and I'm going to group them all together because they're basically should be grouped together. Targo, <laughs> Crichton, and May at the Panthers. Um, I think they're all holds. I think, well, you put it in that post as well, but I think especially when you consider that they all are going to play round 13, um, I think they're a good good holds. They're not going to, they're probably like peaked in value, I think. They might go up a little bit more, they might go down a little bit more, but they're not going to go either way dramatically, I don't think. So you're going to pretty much hold their price and then after 13 you can reevaluate, I think. Yeah, they're probably all going to hold that value between five to six hundred k, and yeah, like you said, they're just going to fluctuate between there. But they're not going to they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, but yeah, the fact that they play that round thirteen by round is critical, and you want to have three good players in your team that you don't have to waste a trade on already. So yeah, definitely keep them until at least round thirteen. There is a there is a chance that Crichton, if he keeps up his form, might you know, be maybe an emergency for the for the Blues. I don't think he'll get named as a centre, but he might be, you know, 18th man kind of material. So that's also a possibility. So keep that in mind as well. Yeah, good point. Uh, another one around that middle area, Jackson Hastings. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Sports, yeah. um, one thing that I saw that is kind of, it's piqued my interest, I guess, I don't know where I saw it, but it was like average touches per player. And Jackson Hastings was the top of the list by about 30 over the last two weeks, touching the ball like over 80 times, which is probably a good thing for fantasy. He's had two pretty good scores. The Tigers have seemed to got out of their slump a little bit. So I don't hate that as a, as a buy, honestly. I don't think I'm going to do it, but... I don't mind people for doing that. Yeah, he's a he's a bit of a pod, I guess. He's he is owned by five percent of teams, and we put him as a buyer this week on the Insta. Um, the thing that's really interests me in the last two weeks, they've played Parramatta and the Rabbitohs. So, you know, two good teams, not the two top teams like Panthers, Storm kind of thing, but you know, two very good teams. They've got wins against both of them. Hastings has taken over the kicking in terms of you know, kicking goals and also the in-game kicking. So in-game, long yeah. kicks down the field. So in his last game against the Rabbitohs, he had 480 plus kick meters and he, he kicked three goals. So that's an extra 20, 22, 23 points that he normally wasn't getting. And that's why his, his, you know, scores have gone up and he's only 500 K. So a 500 K average, I think that's, Normally around the 40 mark, I want to say, or a bit less than 40, 500k. I think it's probably around the 38 to 40 mark. So as long as he's scoring 40 plus every week, he, he's got price rises in him. And if he's scoring 50 every week, yeah, he might go up in another, you know, 100, 150k kind of thing. Yeah, I guess the problem is at this point of the season, you'd probably prefer to go a, a cooler and like a cheapy gun versus a Hastings mid-range yeah so i wouldn't be looking at hastings if you hadn't had like cleary or if you haven't got one of these like other big guns or if you could do like a a cam murray or somebody cheaper 
versus a Hastings and someone else. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. He he doesn't play around 13 either, so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, as well. for sure. But there is definitely value in him there. Um, last one. Oh, actually, two more. We'll go uh, Jeremiah Nanai. Jeremiah Nanai. I think he's a whole... I think he would... If you look at his score from last week as well, he would have scored okay if he hadn't have got in bin, which also was questionable, I thought. But he, he scored a try. He's, um, his scores have been pretty good. He obviously has that one inflated score because of the, the hat-trick that he scored. But, yeah, I think he still hold his demerits and those sorts of things have kind of come down. I think he started to get used to this 80-minute role or 70 minutes some weeks i guess but his demerits have come down and i think importantly he plays that round 13 buy as well so it's a trade you can save for later and even ideally you can try and use him as like your loop or your 18th man um if you've got that luxury but i think he's a hold yeah a lot of his points do come from attacking stats like like you said he's got He's got a lot of tries in him as well on that edge. Um, this is before the pod. Uh, he's scored, what, six tries this season in seven games. So he does, um, you know, get in the points a lot. But yeah, he's also a fiend for a missed tackle. So um, that has come down a bit since his first few rounds, but he still does like to miss a few. So keep that in mind. But yeah, that that round 13 buy, if you can hold as many players as you can for round 13, that's ideal because then you want to offload them after that. Um, as well, because you can kind of upgrade them for round 17. Exactly. And I guess just lastly, on him, I don't, he's he's made 140k. Um, I don't think he's going to lose. I think he's going to kind of fluctuate from now. I think now is kind of his kind of average price. So he might go down a little bit, but then maybe he comes back up a little bit as well. They do have yeah. like a few, they have a few tough games, the Cowboys coming up, but then they also have a few... They've got the Tigers and Knights in there, but then they've also got Storm, Panthers, and the Eels before 13. So it's a. I think he's still a hold, but I guess it depends on your team. And if you've got the luxury to upgrade him, I don't hate that as well. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I've been saying on the Insta. If you can upgrade him to a gun that plays round 13, ideally, that's a good trade to make, but he's not an urgent sell. At this point, yeah, he I'd can go either that. way, yeah. Um, and then another one, Kurt Mann. Kurt Mann, I had him and have recently sold. I think yep. he's kind of fallen into the Jake Trebojevic trap where he um, runs up to the line and passes the ball and doesn't get any points for it. <laughs> that seems to be his kind of like role in the Knights team, even though he's playing, you know, lots of minutes. So I think he's a sell. He doesn't play that round 13 by, but I think I'd put him in a similar category as Nanai in that he's not like an urgent sell. So if you're trying to kind of save some trades or things like that, but yeah, his last three scores, 37, 39, 36, not ideal. Yeah, I'd say the opposite. I'd say he is an urgent sell just given those scores. And since Clem has been back, especially, he yeah, he hasn't really been doing as much work. That's probably fair enough. Yeah, if you've definitely, if you've got the luxury to sell him, um, I was sick of him, so I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. and he's got it. He's at a good price as well. He's at just under 600K, so it's plenty of plenty of cash there to 
to move on to another gun now, especially because he's going to just keep dropping cash at this point. Yeah, that's true as well. At least for the next, well, until he can score a 50-plus score anyway. Yeah. And the lucky last player to cover, which everyone is talking about, Talakai. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's got a bit of Talakai FOMO. And to be honest, I do a little bit as well. I think, and I'm making up terms now mid-pod, but I think he's a luxury buy. If you've got the uh, chance to do it, and we're talking pre-pod about this as well, if you can kind of, if you can get him and it's a straight swap for somebody, like for example, I have to Dylan Brown and I want to offload him this week because he's being named as center. I, I'm seriously considering going Dylan Brown to Talakai because it, well, it makes me money and then... It's not a situation where I'm selling a, you know, two mid-rangers to get Talakai and then a cheapie. My reasoning for it is looking at his draw coming up and the fact that he has a negative 10 break-even. He's got the Broncos, the Warriors, Raiders, Titans, Roosters. That's pretty juicy, um, especially the next two against Broncos and Warriors. I think he will be lining up against Katoni Stags. This week from the Broncos, which um, is a little bit, well, it's not ideal. It would have been nice if he was lining up against Farnworth, I think. But yeah, I think he's a luxury buy. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I've talked about it a bit on the pod yesterday. He's he's got a negative 10 break even, so he's going to go up in price, but he needs to score at least 50 plus to go up another 100K. So um, yes, he can possibly get 50 plus with given his current draw, but if he even has one week where he gets like a, I don't know, a, a 30 or a, a 40 type score, his, um, his price isn't really going to go anywhere at that point. And the fact that he's 670K is a huge amount of money to be sinking into him. If you can do it in one trade, like you're talking about, you're going Brown to Talakai to see what price rises you can get from there. That's good because you're not using too many trades. You're going to get a few price rises out of Talakai with a negative 10 break even. That's fine. But if you're trading two players to go up to Talakai and a cheapie with the risk that Talakai holds, you know, not doing super well this week or just getting an average type score, you're going to be wasting trades too quickly because you're going to have to get Talakai in and then you're going to have to sell him again because I just don't see how he can keep an average over. Like his average right now is 55. So he has to maintain a 55 point average to keep this this price um, that he's, you know, accumulated. He's at 670K. There's no way he can keep that up, surely. I think Ramian was the best center last year and his price only capped out at around 650 normally. So like it's, it's yeah, it's it's a rough one. <laughs> I, I've definitely, I've, I've missed out on him completely. Should have gone him last week and decided not to. So I, yeah, I can't go near him now. I'm too, too scared of wasting trades and um, <laughs> not getting enough cash out of him basically. My only other final points that I'll add, um, especially if you're playing for overall reasons, is 22.8% owned, which if you're in a kind of stage of mitigating risks and uh, 22% own him and you miss out on him going 100 plus again, that's going to really hurt your ranks. Secondly, I think Talakai is just kind of one of these players and I'm trying to find some stats to back this up, but I can't really. Conrad Hurrell, that's who he reminds me of. And Conrad Hurrell, back in his like prime day of Supercoach, would have these runs where he has four or five weeks of high 70s, 100-ish scores. And I think Talakai is that kind of similar player that he kind of runs off momentum. 
He's had two weeks. He has a continued soft draw. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes another really big score this week. Yeah, that's fair. I don't see him getting two tries, three try assists, multiple line breaks over 10 tackle busts again, though. <laughs> 260 metres as well. Insane. Do you know he's playing the Broncos? Yeah, I just I feel like <laughs> surely they will target it, right? After seeing him for the last couple of weeks, surely they'll be like, okay, you have to shut him down. Staggs has finally hit a bit of form. If it was coming up against Staggs, what, three weeks ago, where he was missing tackles left, right, and centre, then I'd I'd definitely give him a shout for you know nearly getting 100 again. But Staggs in the last couple of weeks has really come back a bit and it's looking like a better centre. So I don't know. Yeah, he was playing against the turnstile last week as well, um, Morgan Harper. So yeah. I guess that has to be taken into account too. But you would also say 68 and 107 against the Storm and Manly, two pretty good defensive teams. Yeah. Um, look, it's looking ominous. It's yeah, a, absolutely. It's a hard the one. fact that he can score that against two two very good teams is uh yeah. But that that's the thing. The Sharks are actually a very good team and they're in form at the moment. Like they held it to Storm, even though they lost that game. And against Manly, they just ran all over them. So they're they're definitely one of the form teams of the competition and they're they're up there in that top four um debate for the end of the season. Sure, yeah, they look really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh look, that's everyone that I had on my list. Is there anyone else you wanted to to cover off? Um, I think that's everyone I had in mind as well. Beautiful. All wrapped up nice and neatly. Perfect. Uh, look, yeah, so uh, let us know if you uh, like this kind of a late mail show. We can definitely cover, obviously, more players each week, depending on who's kind of in favour and who's out of favour. We'll go through all the, the pros and cons of, you know, buying or selling them. So um, if you like this kind of content, let us know on our Instagram page at footybrainspod, and we'll keep bringing this stuff right before the Thursday night game. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Good talking to you. No worries. Good talking to you as well. See you next week.